This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about our boundaries. So we've talked about our values, our goals and our wishes. And of course, I talk about our needs all the time. If you have listened to my past episodes, you will hear our needs coming up a fair bit. And all of those things feed in to our boundaries. So what are boundaries? They are the lines that we don't like to have crossed. And our values will be important there because if someone does something that is against one of our values, that tends to be a line we don't like having crossed. If somebody gets in the way of our needs, that tends to be a line we don't like having crossed. And it could be if someone gets in the way of us reaching our goals as well. So we might imagine, I've had this conversation with a few people about boundaries and people talk about setting boundaries. We might imagine that we have to kind of decide what we won't put up with. Like, I'm going to set some boundaries. What are they going to be? But actually, the truth is we already have them. You know, these are not things that we need to decide on or look for. They're within us anyway. We already have our boundaries. And the clue is discomfort. So anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, that means one of your lines has been crossed. Sometimes this can be things that would be obvious. So, you know, we most likely have boundaries about personal space and the way we are touched or whether we're touched. (laughs) And that can be quite an obvious line that we don't want to have crossed. Some can be um, very subtle, often unique to us, you know, not necessarily things that people would write in a list of kind of standard boundaries if there is such a thing. But if it makes you feel uncomfortable, it means it's crossing a line that you have. So we already have our boundaries. We don't need to decide on them. But we might be used to letting it slide, you know, just suppressing our discomfort just kind of going, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything. Just let it go. Let it go. We might be so used to that. We don't even really notice it happening anymore. But that doesn't mean the boundary isn't there. Our boundaries are our own and they don't need to be explained or justified. They just are. So as with so many things we discussed, there's not a right or a wrong boundary. <laughs> um, you know, it is just who you are and how you feel. And upholding our boundaries is going to inform what we choose to do, who we choose to spend time with, um, and what we enjoy. You know, so for instance, just to pluck something out of thin air, it's not wrong to find a strip club repulsive, and it's not wrong to find a strip club fun. It's not wrong to swear, and it's not wrong to find swearing distasteful. 
It all depends on your boundaries, which will be informed, as I say, by your values, your needs, maybe some of your goals. But your boundaries are yours. They make you who you are. So as much as it's not about setting them, we already have them. It's also nothing to do with, do I have the right boundaries? <laughs> you know, are my boundaries okay? Are they acceptable? It's not about that. Your boundaries are who you are. And they will be informed by so much about your life experience and just how you feel about the world around you. And there is nothing wrong with that. And discomfort is such an important clue as to what we actually want and need in life, regardless of what we might have been taught we should want and need, (laughs) what we actually want and need, usually that is highlighted to us by what makes us feel uncomfortable or by what makes us feel comfortable. You know, if you're in a position where you feel very comfortable in a particular situation, in a role, in a workplace, with certain people, That most likely means that in those places and in those groups, your boundaries are not being breached, which is fantastic. You know, that's a really good thing. (laughs) Those are the places we want to be. So as I say, it can help us to understand what we want to be doing. We want to be in a situation where our boundaries are not being breached, where we're not feeling uncomfortable or, you know, as often as possible, we're not feeling uncomfortable. So upholding our boundaries is a true act of self-love and I would say it's one of the most powerful acts of self-love and letting them be breached and letting them be breached regularly without saying anything just kind of letting it go swallowing the discomfort that sends a really powerful message to ourselves, and it sends ourselves a message that we don't really matter you know, we're uncomfortable, this goes against our values, this goes against our needs, but we're going to let it go, let it go, don't worry about it, don't say anything, don't make a fuss. You know, that really sends a message and it's, it it is the opposite of self-love, you know, it's almost self-abuse, isn't it? Just saying, swallow it, don't worry about it, don't make a fuss about it, don't uphold that boundary, you don't matter. And that's not what we want We want to show ourselves that we do matter and that we are loved and that we matter to ourselves. Now, if your discomfort has never mattered, you know, if you come from a background where, you know, if your childhood was about your discomfort, nobody cared, no one was interested, it was about everybody else's comfort, your discomfort was not something anyone paid attention to, Upholding your boundaries now can be an incredibly powerful way to heal. I'm not for a second suggesting it will be easy, but it can be a really powerful healing tool because it starts to send that message that that was unacceptable. Having your boundaries breached and your discomfort ignored was unacceptable. And now that you're an adult and you can show up for yourself and you can have that relationship with yourself where you tell yourself that you matter, upholding those boundaries is going to send that message that that part of your life is over and no longer is it going to be the case that your discomfort gets ignored because it's now within your power as an adult to show up for yourself. 
But what does it look like? So I'm talking about upholding our boundaries. What does that actually look like in practice? So it's about making choices. It's about saying, I'm actually not going to go to that event because something about it makes me uncomfortable. I'm actually not going to hang out with those people because they constantly make me feel discomfort. I am going to choose what I do and don't do. I'm not just going to go with the flow. I'm not just going to go along with things. I'm going to make some choices. It's about choosing your boundaries over people pleasing. So it's not easy. Is anything I ever say easy? (laughs) Simple, but not necessarily easy. But it's about saying no to things that make you uncomfortable, even if, and usually if, (laughs) that makes people unhappy. Upholding our boundaries, especially when it's not something we have done before, can be really shocking to people and it changes their perception of us and it rocks their boat because they are used to assuming that we're just going to go along or that perhaps we like things because we've never said that we don't and suddenly things have changed and people don't like change. So it's not the people-pleasing option, but people-pleasing usually leads to a hell of a lot of resentment and discomfort and doesn't actually really please anyone. So (laughs) let's please ourselves instead, in the words of the fabulous Carol Nesbitt, who has um, a course of the same name, which is um, based on getting rid of people-pleasing. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. So upholding our boundaries often means making life difficult for other people. For instance, saying, do you know what? I'm not actually going to have racist Uncle Frank in my house. And I know that's going to cause, you know, difficulty because suddenly we can't have the birthday event we thought we were going to have and Christmas is going to be complicated and it's going to make life difficult. But I am sending a message to myself that, Uncle Frank's racism making me feel uncomfortable, that matters. I matter. How I feel in my own home matters. (laughs) And I am not going to be doing that anymore. So this brings us to our mindset block alert for this episode, because when we think about upholding our boundaries, we imagine, or we might imagine, that people are going to respond well, things are going to change, things are going to be different, I'm going to uphold my boundaries and everyone's going to say, oh yes Helen, that's fantastic, good for you. Uh, no. <laughs> and But if you're thinking, oh my goodness, they won't care about my boundaries, you're absolutely right. People probably won't care about your boundaries or more likely they will care deeply but from a negative point of view so yes this will upset people you will not get a medal for upholding your boundaries you are more likely to you know get into some strife (laughs) but that's well I was going to say it's okay it's not okay it's a different kind of discomfort isn't it it's it's difficult because it's a process we have to go through where we're rewriting other people's story about us We are no longer the pushover. We are no longer the person who will just bend over backwards for everybody else. We're no longer the person who just lets things slide. We're rewriting that story and it's going to be difficult. But this is the key thing. Upholding our boundaries is not about changing other people. 
So standing up and saying, yep, I'm not, I'm not having racist Uncle Frank round anymore. No, um, you know, I love my family, might even love Uncle Frank, but I'm not having that in my house. Saying that is not going to make Uncle Frank less racist. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to change him in any way. It might make him even more stroppy. But what it does do is it shows up for yourself. It sends a message to yourself that you now matter. And that is such a vital component of our relationship with ourselves. Because if we are going through life sending ourselves the message that we don't matter, life is very difficult and resentment builds. But if we start sending ourselves the message that we matter, life becomes very different and we get a hell of a lot more powerful. And slowly, slowly, we're able to move away from the bullshit. No matter what anybody else does, we show up for ourselves. I've been talking to a few people recently about what showing up for ourselves means. And to me, we have all these versions of ourselves right from birth, all the different ages and stages, phases, versions of who we have been. And those people don't go anywhere. We carry them with us. Each year we're on this planet, we add another layer to ourselves, but all the previous layers are still there. And I'm a very visual person and I kind of see the versions of myself, the different ages of myself stretching backwards in time. And I see them looking at me. And some boundaries that get breached are to do with things that have happened to me at certain ages of my life. And I can see that version of me looking at me going, are you going to like put up with this shit again? <laughs> or are you going to show up for me this time and say, no, not anymore. We're not having this anymore. So it's about showing up for the child that you were, showing up for the teenager that you were, showing up for the younger person that you were and showing up for you today and changing the narrative. If the narrative has been, you don't matter, you're too much, you're too difficult, you're too different, it's time that changed. And as I always say, the only person's behaviour we can control is our own. We can't change how other people see us. We can try, but we can't control that. And we can't control how they feel about our boundaries and what makes us uncomfortable. But we can control the message we send to our inner self, our younger self, however you want to think of it. And when we uphold those boundaries, we become so powerful because we really start to cement our foundation within ourselves. As ever, I am here to help you with all of this if it feels like it's a great idea, but you've no idea where to start. So you can contact me via the information in the show notes if you'd like to work with me. And please do be excessively kind to yourselves by showing up for yourselves. And let's squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is now available to purchase online? Check out the show notes for details of how to get your hands on a copy. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. 
If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.